When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome to the Wine Over Matter podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Steph. Thanks for joining us for another Wine Wednesday where we talk weekly about everything going on in our lives from weight loss, relationships, dating, pop culture, and so much more. All right, we are excited because we have a guest today. She is finally here. But before we introduce her, should we just remind everybody about our meetup? Yes, don't forget March 26th. It's a Saturday. Brewery X in Hannah in Anaheim. Come hang out with us at 12 p.m. and we're gonna have a good time. And this special guest today better be there. So, Jerry. Are you going to be at the meetup? <laughs> of course I'm going to be at the meetup. I would Yay! Not so excited. <laughs> well, that would tell you who's here today. You guys have waited a couple weeks now for this because we've mentioned it a few times, not to mention a couple weeks. But I like, think we've waited a year. Back in the day. Because yeah. we've been talking about this <laughs> for a year. <laughs> Jerry, you need to be on the podcast. Jerry, you need to be on the podcast. And well, we finally made it happen. We're finally here. Like actually in the same room together too, which yeah. is really cool because we don't always get to record with guests in the same room. Yeah, I think we've only done it the one time with Taylor. I think so. Yeah, no, we got to have dinner tonight. And the fun thing about tonight is Jerry's bringing a little fun to us <laughs> where we are doing a wine and donut pairing. So she'll be kind of taking us along with that throughout the episode. And while well, we get into the nitty gritty of all things Jerry. But let's, I mean, for to start it off, we have a white wine Jerry, tell us what... Wait, no, no, no. Sorry, I forgot this part. Jerry, tell us a little about where you're from, what you do, why you're here. Not why you're here, but for people who don't know who Jerry is. Sorry. There shouldn't be many that don't, but go ahead. Um, Okay, so I run a food blog that is Weight Watchers, well, WW, and macro-friendly, I guess, um, lightened up recipes at lightcravings.com. So L-I-T-E cravings.com. Um, it's like lightened up comfort food. Um, I try to be like, you know, inclusive of all sorts of weight loss journeys, not just one area. And, um, yeah, met you all through Instagram in this little like health and wellness community. And we all lived close together and and grew like actual real life friendships out of that. Um, so, and then here we are having donut and wine pairings together. (laughs) What could be better than donut and wine pairings? Yeah. And I think the best thing about her blog, you guys, is one, I love your copycat hacks where you like recreate these like great restaurant and fast food meals and things like that. But like none of your food tastes diety. Like you said, like you like to make things like kind of like a comfort food. I have never made one of your recipes where I felt like I was suffering because I had to eat like right. a oh, healthier this version. This was a healthier it. version of the good stuff. Like, no, it's all still really, really good stuff. Thank you. I mean, that's that's always my goal is like I want you to be able to make this for your family or for a company 
and not tell them that it's, you know, whatever diet you're on or whatever friendly or whatever. Um, and just have them be like, wow, this is really good. And that's always the biggest compliment for me when I see comments and stuff is like, my teenage boys love these burgers. It's their favorite burger now, you know. That is so awesome. That's great. It's like people who don't even have a vested interest in how many calories are in something can still enjoy the food. That's always the goal. Yeah. Love that. Perfect. Well, speaking so, of calories, let's have, <laughs> let's have our first donut. So I'm, I'm going to recommend that you guys get a pen and paper yes. and write this down for your next girls' night because we're going to blow your mind right now with the wine and And we will pairing. totally share this on Instagram too because I think this is a really fun idea with your girlfriends. Totally. Like after dinner one night, do a little donut and wine pairing. Yeah, because if you're eating well throughout the week, there's no reason why you can't indulge in some donuts Absolutely and wine, no right? Reason. So we've actually like to to keep the portions okay. We're like splitting each donut into thirds. So yeah, we're like not we're eating one. three donuts. Yeah, exactly. So we're basically having the equivalent of one donut. Yeah, <laughs> yes. but we get a little you know variety here. So. Um, my research is so detailed, (laughs) not at all. Um, I just wanted to find like some notes to kind of pair together. I'm a huge wine nerd. I love wine. I have wine memberships at various, uh, wineries. So I'm always looking for food and wine pairings. So the first one we're going to do is just your straight up old fashioned glazed old fashioned donut. And those are the ones that are pretty dense and super sweet, right? So we're going to pair that with a Chardonnay. Um, and Chardonnays can really range in, you know, tasting notes. So, um, I was looking for one that had like a little bit of vanilla, maybe like a little oakiness to it rather than the more buttery Chardonnay Mm -hmm. so that it would help cut through the already like buttery sweetness of the old fashioned. Our listeners are so jealous right now (laughs) that they're driving to work, listening to this and not having wine and donuts with us. You guys, cheers. Cheers, you guys. Yeah, yeah. And so do we drink or eat first? I always like oh, to eat God. first. Okay, <laughs> Sorry okay. for people who hate to people who hate to listen to people eat. I know. But here's to all of our ASMR listeners up. <laughs> okay. Well the donut's okay. delicious. Donut's Not with really the buttery good. Chardonnay. Non buttery. No, non buttery. Okay. Sorry for all the silence. I'll keep talking <laughs> while everybody's drinking. Ooh, that's oh, good, my gosh. Right? It, that it par- really cuts through it. That is so good. Okay, that's delicious. So really, like, Chardonnay is, like I said, vary quite a bit. You don't want a buttery one. You want a really oaky, dry one, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> Do not bust out the buttery Trader Joe's Chardonnay with, with an old-fashioned donut. That okay, is really is delicious. It, is so it really good. does cut through it quite a bit. It's good. Uh-huh. Okay. It is delicious. All right. I'm all over that. Um, so mm. while we're finishing our first pairing, let's get into how did light cravings mm. get started? I know you kind of said, you know, you started with the intention of just wanting to lighten up recipes, but was that because your journey with WW inspired yeah. that? Yeah, okay. It was. So you were on WW first. Right. So I, this was, I first started my Instagram page in 2017. And at that time I was, um, I had done Weight Watchers before. Um, I had gained a bunch of weight at that point. And so I was looking to go back to Weight Watchers, but I was looking for inspiration like on YouTube. I followed some YouTubers and then I discovered that on Instagram, there were these like little communities of, you know, mainly women, but various people who would share and support. So they would like share what they're eating, share what they found at the grocery store that works within their plan and then support each other and, you know, help with like, keeping each other accountable and all that. So I thought that was a good way for me to stay on track because I don't love going to like in-person meetings. So I started an Instagram page that way. And then 
I love to cook and so I would just naturally lighten up recipes at home that because I wanted to eat the cheesecake factory stuff, right? But exactly. but you I knew that I could like I, mean, that many I could, points. but I didn't you know, I, I was like there are ways that you can lighten it up. So I started doing that and then just sharing it on Instagram and then basically it was all of the support of my Instagram followers who were like, Hey, you need to start a blog. And that's where it went. So were you super big on cooking and doing like recipe building and like coming up with recipes or did your WW journey at like kind of make you find that inner love of doing this? No, I've always been huge into cooking and developing my own. I mean, not necessarily developing my own recipes. I would always just kind of be that person who would like search out different recipes online and then kind of like put them all together to make what I like. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like watching food network and stuff like that, just being inspired, but I've always loved to cook always, always. So that's, that was really why it's like, if I'm going to start trying to lose weight, I'm not going to stop cooking delicious food, Yeah. but I'm going to try to find a way to make it work so I can still cook the stuff I want to eat. Yep. So your very first Instagram page you started to to with your ww journey was that your personal page at the time or did you start a separate one and that was it light cravings from day one or did you change the name to light cravings so i will have to admit i did have kind of a a motive so back in like 2015 i i did i bought the domain for lightcravings.com oh awesome because i thought that i wanted to be a food blogger but not at that time with Mm -hmm. like um lightened up recipes just i wanted to have a food blog i loved like pioneer woman and like well, that's funny and convenient that it was light cravings because that goes with the theme of well, where your journey ended up. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so I, because I did always kind of want to lighten up things. Like, like I, I was never, I've never been like the person who uses a stick of butter and everything. Yes. Like I've always kind of been conscious of that. Um, so that's where like the, the light cravings name came in. And then it just kind of fit that I was like, oh, okay, if I want to start this, you know, kind of weight loss journey blog, then that name works. And why not use it? from the blog domain that I already have just in case something happens with yeah, it. Yeah, that's know? awesome. So my first, so it, I, I do have a personal Instagram page that is separate, but I haven't posted on that in years. And then that's private. And then I started this public one, like, and it was light cravings underscore WW because that's how everybody, everybody had WW back in the yep. day. Because let me not, let's not lie. I wanted to be a Weight Watchers ambassador at the time. Exactly. Right? And so that, that's how you did it on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How cool. So, so when did you first start really seeing, because at first you said you were posting the recipes just on your page, right? Mm -hmm. Like you weren't actually posting them to a blog. You were posting them just like with a picture and the recipes. So when did you start transitioning that to the blog? So that was in 2018. So it took about a year on Instagram. And then in 2018, I, um, yeah, that's when I started actually creating like recipe cards. And at that time it was just like, recipe card. That's it. It wasn't pictures or write-ups or anything mm-hmm. fancy. Um, and then once I decided, like, once I started getting a lot of traffic, I saw a huge increase from 2018 to 2019 in traffic. And I was like, okay, I need to monetize this more. So I invested in having people come on and like beautify the blog, make it look like, give me tips on things like SEO and searching and how mm-hmm. to get more traffic through Google searches and all that. Um, so 2019 was really, I would say when I got serious about it. And then 
every year. So 2020, 2021, both of those years have been over 50% increases wow. in traffic. Wow, so that's amazing. Yeah. So it's been So awesome. was there like a particular recipe that like pushed you over the edge of yeah. like, okay, now all of a sudden I'm like famous with my recipes? <laughs> like was it a certain recipe or it was just more and more WW people following? So there's one recipe that's kind of the bane of my existence, but I do love it. So it's the firecracker ground turkey, so good. <laughs> which to me is such a like, it's such a weird recipe, first of all. It's like kind of strange ingredients. It was something that took me like 10 minutes to come up with. It has horrible pictures. I still need to reshoot the pictures. <laughs> I'm so lazy about it. And it has the most traffic. I'm like, this is the representation of me when I like try to make these fancy Italian dinners, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that one was huge. And then the air fryer orange chicken. That one blew up on Pinterest and is actually the most um, the most popular air fryer chicken recipe on Pinterest. No way of like all chicken. That's air fryer amazing. So, I I think if you have a post blow up on Pinterest, it's oh, like it's huge. That's just gonna forever absolutely circulate for till the end of Pinterest time. Because <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure you've reposted like a couple articles like in big news. Yeah you know, platforms that have shared that right. recipe and then somebody famous that you've reshared. So I forget who the famous person is. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> I am the worst. I'm so Because she's like, like an Instagram model who has like millions yes. of followers. She seems fabulous, but like, I don't know that world. Okay, right? yeah, right? yeah. And so, so she made it on her stories and one day I was like, why do I have like, like 10,000 views on this one recipe? That doesn't make <laughs> any sense in one day, you know? And so then I just asked on, on Instagram, like, does anybody know why? And someone's like, oh, this, like, this person did it. I was like, okay. And then there was that. And then Insider did a feature. Um, awesome. So Insider Food did a feature on the, the that air fryer chicken. And then um, there's been a couple of but other like ones. Like BuzzFeed yeah, or any yeah, of that yeah. kind of mm -hmm. stuff, too. Yep. Does that just blow your mind that like, oh, absolutely. because normally I feel like when you're starting out as like an influencer or whatever, mm -hmm. like you're the one... Unless there's a, br a brand that just wants to send you free fruit snacks or something, like right. you're the one, <laughs> you're the one having to like do the work of like getting exposure for yourself. Where yeah. you're kind of in a place now where you don't have to do that as much. Like all of a sudden, you find out that your recipe is in yeah. Insider or whatever, and you're just like, what? Like, is that not the most bizarre thing? It's it's bizarre to this day. I mean, those. Those moments are super bizarre. And then even just like somebody writing a really great review of a new recipe. I'm like, oh, really? You like it that much? Like, I'm still kind of surprised by it. You know, the one that trips me out the most, though, it's when people in real life, like my friend's aunt, like yes. made, made a recipe oh. and, like, and like found me and didn't didn't hear about me from my friend. Just like was like, oh, this is this light, light cravings recipe. And uh -huh. it's like, what? How did... This random person who is connected to like find it, you know. So those are always fun moments. They they still kind of blow me away. Yeah, it does. And spe since we're on the topic, mm -hmm. let's let's talk about reviews and how that benefits a food blogger. Because this was not in our notes, but since it got brought up, mm -hmm. I think it's important to discuss because. You, why don't you talk about that a little sure. bit and how it helps you and other food bloggers when you do leave yeah. a review? So. Anytime you go on and um, a five-star review of a recipe, it already, it bumps up, it bumps that recipe up on Google searches. So oh, people, I never knew this. Yeah. The more five-star reviews that you have, the higher up you go on, on Google search results. So if somebody's going on and they're like looking up like light Alfredo sauce, 
there's so many Lionel right. Tomato sauce recipes up there. So it's who, whatever's most uh, reviewed will typically bump up to the top. So the more you do those with five-star reviews, you get more exposure for people who aren't finding you through like Instagram or Pinterest, like just genuine search results, right? Oh, okay. And it's it's actually very similar to your guy, you guys with five-star reviews on your podcast, right? Exactly. Which you should go five-star review the podcast Thank right you. Now, right? <laughs> sure. Let's do this. Uh, it's, it's the same thing. You get more exposure, right? Yes. It bumps you up in yep. you know charts and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's, it's, it's the same concept. And it's so funny because I honestly didn't even know that's what it does for the podcast. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's why we push it every week, Steph. I just like seeing new reviews. (laughs) You just like reading them? I just like people telling me how great I am every week. That's just ego. Oh, yeah. It's strictly ego. Oh, my God. But as far as Jerry's world and food bloggers go, I also had no idea until Jerry and I were at dinner, like, Fall of 2020, I think. We went and had an outdoor dinner. And you were kind of like bringing me up to speed with how your blog was doing. And you were like, oh, my God, it's like exploding right now. It's doing Mm -hmm. so well. And you were telling me about the changes to your website. And then you were like introducing me to like how the reviews work. And Mm -hmm. it was like, I think I went home that night and I like reviewed like every recipe I did. Because I was like, oh, my God, I didn't know. Like you just make a recipe and you're done with it. I never do that. And now I will, if I like something, I will definitely... Yeah, it's the number one way to to help a food blogger. So if you really, if there's a food blogger that you really appreciate and you want them to keep creating content for you, it's the number one way to help them. Like, of course, liking, saving, commenting on Instagram or other social media is great. It's always welcome. But the commenting on the actual blog itself and five star reviewing, that's the number one way to help a food blogger. So everybody go review every recipe you've ever made of Jerry's and five star review it with an actual review. (laughs) Just just so that I can read them for my ego. (laughs) Yeah, she wants to boost her ego too. Um, so yeah, that dinner we had was so fun, but I'm trying to remember when the first time I met you was, was so, the first time actually at your house? No, I was trying to figure this out too. Cause I knew that it was a Taylor connection who's been on the podcast. Yes. Today, right? So Taylor was the first person that I ever met off of Instagram in real life. Like I'm first met on Instagram okay. met in real life. Me and too. then me too. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Taylor. It's a very Taylor <laughs> Taylor's thing, a very right? big connector. All right. Um, so I think the first time we ever met is we went to dinner with Taylor at the packing house. That's right. Yeah. So this was probably 2019, like beginning of 2019. Yes. I remember that. Yeah. And we remember we, we were there for, well, this, anytime we hang out, we're always, all of us are there for like hours and hours and hours. Um, but that was the first time we hung out. And then I think I invited you over to a Weight Watchers event at my house. Yes. Like a Thanksgiving thing. Right. And then and since then, it, then we've just like we've met for yeah. happy hours and dinners and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Exactly. So I know Jerry and I thought we were meeting for the first time <laughs> <laughs> last year. Um, and then quickly realized the day of I was like, wait, no, I met Jerry the same time I met Stephanie for the first time in person. And that was at the big WW meetup we did out in Long Beach after the Oprah event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which actually is like Two years ago this week. Blows my mind. Yeah. It was like, because it was right before the pandemic started. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I mean, we all had like a lot of wine and stuff, so I can see why we forgot that we met. <laughs> I honestly don't but remember ta- us talking. I, I only remember, remember you. me, you, and Eric having a brief conversation. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. I don't think we had like this full blown like right. evening together, <laughs> but I remember like chatting with you for a few, and we talked. I think higher ed for a few minutes. That sounds and, about right. And yeah. um, <laughs> so, but then I think it was last year when us three actually went. We met up for what was supposed to be a happy hour and we sat there for Ever. all Forever. night. <laughs> and then just recently on like a random Thursday night, we went to a restaurant at the Orange Circle that Laura and I love and Jerry spent been $300 on, on wine and seafood. Three, $300 <laughs> on wine and seafood <laughs> on a Thursday sure? night. Oh yeah. We were like, treat yourself. This yeah, is amazing. It was so good. Um, but yeah, I love like we have advocated on this podcast so much to like meet your people which is a weird thing to be advocating for during a pandemic but we've been doing it but we're kind of like coming out of out of that well I don't know if we're coming out of it I'm not a scientist but (laughs) it looks like we are so we I have to go back to work soon so that would tell me we are so meet your people like if you're here come to the meetup if go to another meetup plan a meetup go Mm -hmm. to dinner with somebody it's like a great way of meeting friends like if you live in southern california come to brewery x on march 26th yes and i'm like the crazy thing is like all three of us are sitting here in laura's kitchen recording this podcast but none of us would have ever known each other in life if it wasn't for instagram and like Mm -hmm. meeting somebody off the internet yeah absolutely it's like online dating but with friends yeah <laughs> that's very fun <laughs> so tell us a little bit about jerry outside of light cravings i know laura mentioned higher ed right. um so tell us a little bit about yourself that people wouldn't know well if you follow me on instagram you know i mean i'm not everybody does but if you did you know that i'm um, a college professor too so i teach at cal state long beach in the english department um i teach first year composition and also american lit um, so that takes up, I mean, I basically have two careers right now, which is, you know, oh, I also run, um, I do like curriculum and administrative work for the first year composition program too. So lots of, lots of things happening there. And then I try to just go out and have fun as much as possible too, as <laughs> much as, as is safe to do, but, um, lots of exploring food in Long Beach and Orange County in LA, um, lots of happy hours. You, you are a foodie. Been, oh, absolutely. And that's why that's why I cook the way I do at home so that I can go out and like I, do these other things and stuff. And I love how like maintain. creative and outgoing you are with food too. Like you're not just always going out for like a oh, burger and anything. a beer. Like you yeah. find the most like interesting spots oh, to try. And I'm always like, save your highlights, save your highlights. Cause like I, I know remember I it. have to be better about it. I've been so bad, but I've been doing it lately. Um, but I also have a lot of foodie friends that help like influence that too. So um, so it's nice. Yeah. So I'm trying to balance it all, you know, that's awesome. So do any of your students ever recognize you in class? Are they ever like, Oh my God, it's light cravings. Like <laughs> you no, ever, no, no. you've never gotten that once. Most do you think my... some of them sit there and like, they do follow you, but they're just too embarrassed to admit it. I highly doubt it because the, the age most difference. of my students are like 18 to mid twenties. That's a totally different demographic. You don't think they're making one pot Louisiana <laughs> chicken in their dorm room? Absolutely not. I mean, once in a while, my students will like find out. Like, um, it'll. Um, I'm trying to even remember how things have have come about before. But um, the oh well, just the other night, I was at um, an event where a couple of um, they're they're not my students. They they're tutors who work in my classroom. Okay. So it's not like, um, you know 
direct connection to being their their professor but uh we were all out at an event and there were drinks and all of that and then it just came up i was talking about the business that i own and they're like what's your business it's like food blog and my my friend was like you should check her out on Instagram and so there's these like you know mid-20s people and they look it up and they're like Jerry you're a celebrity <laughs> This old lady's got it. <laughs> and you know that trickles because you know, like, now that they know, they're going to, like, mention other coworkers. Oh, yeah. Now the whole campus knows. Like... I know. And that's kind of how it's happened in the department. Like, I didn't really say much to my colleagues in the department about it. But then you tell, like, one or two people and all of a sudden everybody is, like, following, like, on Instagram. And I'm like, that's a good thing. But it's also, like, nice to have it separate. But now yeah. it's, 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 like, it's an exposed secret on campus. <laughs> like, you have a, like, the next time potlucks come back, somebody, oh, I know. somebody's going to bring mac and cheese. And they're going to be like, oh, my God, this is so good. Like, what recipe is this? They're like, Jerry's one pot mac and cheese. <laughs> You're like, oh, my God, I love it. But Light cravings potluck. Light yes. cravings. Yeah, everybody exactly. make a light cravings food to bring. Um, Before we move on, yeah, we should do our I think it's time for round two. It totally Tell is. Tell us, Jerry. Okay, so for round two, we're doing a maple bar. Okay. And then for the wine, we're going to do a Pinot Gris. I have the Saint Chateau Michel. Um, but you, you basically want one that has like, um, well, most Pinot Gris are like fruity, right? Like kind of tropical and then with a little bit of like citrus uh, because that complements the maple, like the richness of the maple, right? Um, kind of contrasts a little bit, but we'll see. We'll see how Cheers. it goes. All right. Cheers, girl. Cheers. Cheers. All right, two seconds while we okay. eat and drink, you guys. Please. My mm. God. I love ma- maple bars. Like my maple favorite. bars are like the ultimate donut. Mm-hmm. So good. Okay, with the wine. Oh. oh. It works. That's interesting, though, because it is This is my favorite fruity. one so far. Okay, you like this better mm-hmm. than the first one? Move over, milk. I mean, I like... <laughs> yeah, who needs milk, milk and donuts? <laughs> okay, I like the first one. Like, I really like this one. But this, this pairs one, like, so well. It, it changes the, the actual taste of the maple. It does. I'm going to go Ooh. for one more bite. Two okay. more bite. <laughs> That's really, really like good. That, this is, like... And this wine is super, like, summer, mm-hmm. porch drinking wine, because it does have that tropical notes to it. Like, this is, like, total easy summer pounding. I feel like this is ruining me right now because I'm (laughs) never going to want to have another glass of wine without a donut, and I'm never going to want another donut without a glass of wine. I'm going to be at work, and I'm going to be like, can you pass the wine? And they're like, what? I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry. We don't have wine with donuts at work. All right. That was a really good one, too. That's a winner because that's very different. Yeah. It's delish. Um, So one of the conversations that we had at – our $300 dinner on a Thursday night <laughs> <laughs> was about our husband. You guys both have husbands. I have a boyfriend. And I'm mar- Ken- Wait, I'm married? Oh, yeah, you're not. <laughs> I was like, shit, when did I get married? Congratulations. <laughs> you like, guys heard it here first. Okay, they've been together a long time. <laughs> Jerry like exactly, it. Jeff. It's been a long time. And they both have Jeff, so yes. don't get it confused. Jerry is married to a Jeff. Laura is not married to a Jeff. Laura is in, what do they call it when you're like, she's in a domestic partnership with a Jeff. And I have a boyfriend. So I have a boyfriend. <laughs> um, but we were just talking about how, like, how different, like, our Insta boyfriends and Insta husband are because, like, it's, it's 
probably harder for your Jeff, Jerry, because your account's so freaking huge. But, like, even, I think, for me, like, it's always self-conscious in the beginning, like, when I'm dating somebody, like... For sure. Being myself, I'll flip out my phone at any, like, restaurant I'm at and take pictures, but you don't want to do that when you're newly meeting somebody. I've thought about that. Yeah, I'm conscious of that with friends, too. Like, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I know this is rude. We're we're here, like, enjoying a meal, but can I just take this picture? But it's funny, like, with us, like, we don't think twice about it. No, like, with certain people, you definitely... Yeah. We all did it immediately. I don't know if you noticed this, but when we got our Poke Bowl for dinner, <laughs> yeah, all of us took our, our cameras out and took pictures as we were talking. And thought yeah, nothing of it. it. Yeah. Like, we were, like, no overall the same age. Yeah. So how does your Jeff um, handle all of the Instagram stuff? Like, because I know you've said, like, in your stories and stuff, like, he does not like being no. on camera. Like, that's not in his comfort zone. Mm-mm. So is he, like, in the background just, like, cheering you on? Or does he think you're ridiculous? Like it's when you talk both. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's always supportive. But um, like in the beginning, I don't know. This is kind of a thing too. Is like you can't help but compare yourself to other people, especially as your account grows too. I think like I see everybody with like their husbands and their kids, and they're you know always like posting things about that, and so you kind of almost feel a pressure to present your personal life in that way. And so for a while in the beginning, I would try to kind of like force Jeff to be on stories because Jeff's like super handsome. He's super charismatic. Like he has everything that is needed to be. I remember 2018 Jeff with the nunchucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's a weirdo, right? And so like, like I'd always be like, everybody wants to see you, you know, but he's super shy. Look, shy is not the, the right word. He's just, he's not into it. He's yeah. not into social media. Not That's my Jeff too. So, so like to call him an Instagram husband, he's not an IG husband <laughs> by any means. He doesn't want anything to do with it. He's super supportive. And of course, like he loves what, what's happening. But um, he's he's like, I'm just going to be awkward and weird. Like, just do your thing, you know? Yeah. So that's why I always have my my best friend on there with me, Angie. Like, she, she's got up for anything. She'll let me put anything on Instagram. And um, yeah, I mean, he just likes to kind of take a back seat. So I don't try to, I don't pressure him too much. Like, I might put something on there here and there, but... For the most part, he just yeah, I just like put it. Jeff on there without his knowledge. Because <laughs> it's never any, like, video. It's rarely video with Jeff in it. It's usually, like, a picture that he doesn't know you're taking or... Um, a lot of times, yeah. yeah. Or, like, I'll take <laughs> a video. Smart. He's like, that's going to end up on your Instagram later. And I'm like, too bad you don't have an Instagram. You'll never know. Because <laughs> <laughs> Jeff just has zero social media whatsoever, so... And I think Jordan's just... Like, I'm not so weird that, like, I'll take pictures of, like, absolutely anything. But, like, I mean, I've started. I feel like you guys do, though. I've started to post a lot. And, like, I'll tag him in, like, anything he's in. And he picks and chooses what he wants to repost. So whether it... Whether he thinks he looks real good and wants, like, the world to see. (laughs) Or maybe he's just like, I don't need the world to know. I'm at wherever we're at. Like, it's not that cool or whatever. So he picks and chooses what he reposts. But, um... Yeah, he, he's he's a part of it, but it's interesting because you're talking about like other you know accounts and how they share um, like that family side of their life, and it, there is like a pressure to share that. Yeah, I think so. And it shouldn't be that way though. Like it shouldn't be a pressure. Mm-hmm. It should just be like what you're comfortable with. Absolutely, I think people just you realize like because I mean this is and maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but I do feel like I enjoy accounts where you feel like you get to know. Them. And that doesn't mean you have to share your husband and your kids, but like where you feel like you get more of a personal connection than them just like feeding out like content, like where you feel like you're actually connecting with the person. And for some people that means like 
when you know their husband and their kids, you feel like you know, like, so much about this person that you've never met before. Well, so I think there's, yeah. like, kind of that whole, like, connection you just feel with people by and that. And I think that's, that's a good point is, like, I definitely don't want to be the person who's just, like, recipe, recipe, recipe. Like, I want to connect with people on, on Instagram. That's, and you do. That's why I was there in the first place. But I think a part of that realization was, like, there are other parts of me that I can share. Like, I love music. I love films. Like, I love going out to eat. Like, I'll share about what I'm, you know, doing in my classroom and stuff. And, like, those things can still, like, you know, show people my personality and my, my weirdness and, like, dance parties and all that kind of stuff, you know? Without um, making your person be uncomfortable. Feel like, uncomfortable like, yes. With it. And then, you know, a Jack picture here and there or whatever, like, when he's feeling up to it. But... Um, and who knows, maybe he'll like come out of his shell at some point, but it's been three years now, so I don't really think it's gonna You should happen. just go home tonight and like open the drawer and pull the nunchucks out and put them on the t- <laughs> And maybe, maybe like next week we'll be seeing Jeff Nunchucks. He doesn't know where they are. When we moved, he lost them. You're like, when's his birthday? You're like, oh, happy birthday. I got you nunchucks. He's like, I never asked for nunchucks. And you're like, no, the people did. But they so. were asking for it. Yeah. <laughs> and then a lot of people are listening. are like, what the heck oh, about I know. the nunchucks? Just, just a, a little bit of context. Jeff has this like nervous habit. And he had nunchucks, don't ask me why, but he would just like be watching TV or whatever and he'd just start like twirling them, like like spinning them around <laughs> over his head. And so these were completely candid videos, by the way. I would just take a video of him like doing it and be like, well, what is Jeff doing? And then people would so Maybe that's why he doesn't want to be on Instagram anymore. Yeah. He's, <laughs> and like, he's like, I got too famous. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't handle the fame anymore. Um, so another, this is like probably going to be my favorite topic of the night because this was another conversation that came out of that $300 dinner. But as I'm talking the donut in my mouth, do you want to head into this part? Yeah, let's. <laughs> so when we were at uh, dinner, I know we kind of got into a conversation about how you feel like you have changed a lot through the pandemic, just kind of how you feel like you've become more extroverted mm-hmm. where you used to feel like you were more introverted and how that kind of has changed, mm-hmm. um, through the pandemic. Also just kind of like putting yourself out there to hang out with your friends, being social and feeling like that's okay when you're in a relationship. I know that's kind of like, I just brought up a lot of stuff right now, no, but I know I that was kind of stuff we talked about while yes. we were at dinner. Sorry. I my wasn't prepared, do- I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> you did a good job of explaining it. I mean, I think so. Yes, I I am still very much an introvert in that like um, it's a little energy draining for me to be around people for long periods of time. But what I discovered like pre-pandemic me would say no to a bunch of things. Like I'd rather just stay home. I'd rather just stay home, watch TV, read a book, whatever. And I would find excuses not to hang out. And then pandemic happened, and you know we were isolated for a year and a half. And believe me, having a partner like Jeff was great for that. And we, you know, things were fine. But at the end of it, it was at the end. We're still in the middle of it. But (laughs) once things started opening up more and we were able to go out and like start to plan things again, I realized like I want to say yes to more things because having that option taken away from me made me realize like I want the option still, you know? So I would start doing things that I hadn't done in so long, like going to see live music again and like you know, going out, uh, with like girlfriends for like a happy hour and staying out to like midnight, you know what I mean? Like stuff that I did when I was younger, but I didn't do so much, um, in the past few years. And so that was like a conversation we had to have, you know, it was like, this is why I'm, I'm not going out like this because I don't want you to be there. And by the way, you're invited to everything too, but Jeff, 
you know, is very introverted too. And he doesn't like, you know, those social things. And he didn't get that same sort of transformation that I did over, well, over and I, time. I think that's, um, yeah, I think you're definitely kind of in a minority there because I think even people who used to go out a lot, I think people have kind of fallen into this like homebody mode and, or the people that were introverted, this kind of just gave them that excuse to stay like really yeah. in that homebody know, mode it's a weird thing. and just kind of, and it's going to be, I think really, really hard to get out of that funk. Yeah. So, so I think strange. you're doing very opposite of that, yeah. which is kind of awesome though, that you're having it's that weird. realization and I mean, I don't having know a lot of fun. Yeah. I don't know where it's coming from. It's funny because you know, my, my friend Angie, she's crazy. She's this crazy extrovert always has been like, I was telling stuff before we started, like pre pandemic, she'd be like, okay, I, I know I can only get you for maybe one day a week. So she would like plan what day she could hang out with me. Cause she knew that I'd be like, no to everything else. Right. And then the other night I'm like, Hey, I'm going to go see my friend's band play at like this bar downtown. Like come with me. And she was like, I don't really feel like being social tonight and being around new people. And she's like, who are we? And the tables have turned, you know? It totally flipped. Yeah, it totally did. Oh, that's I also, so funny. I mean, that is amazing that Angie would say that because so many friends wouldn't like feel comfortable even telling oh. a friend like, you know what? That just sounds emotionally draining. Don't really want to meet new people. Like most people would not be that honest. So that's amazing. I no, love that. We, yeah, she's awesome. We communication. I say communication with everything, with your partner, with your best friends, whatever, like communicating those things and knowing that you have a safe space to do it. And it's yes. so important. So Jeff and I had that conversation too. Where I was like, you're invited to everything, but I know you're going to not feel great there. So don't say yes. If you don't want to go. Because I don't want you to go and then feel awkward and then I feel awkward and all of that, right? Exactly. But just know that I always want you there, but I understand when you don't want to be there, but I'm still going to go. You exactly. Know what I mean? Yeah. And like you said, like your weekends are, are for the most part still dedicated to you and Jeff yeah, yeah. overall. And you just like going out a night or two a week with your girlfriends, which is like totally normal. It's just, it's totally normal for like a lot of people, I think, but mm -hmm. it's just, it wasn't normal for you because you weren't doing that. Yeah, I the years so, prior, but yeah. I mean, that is, it is normal. Like, especially like we're all in the situation where we have our, a person right now and none of us have children. Yeah. So like it is, you do need life outside of mm -hmm. just your own home and like that's healthy to have. Mm -hmm. And it's also healthy when you can be in a relationship where you allow each other to have that. Like maybe yeah. everything that you do, he doesn't love to do and vice versa. Like you said, he's out golfing tonight. Like I'm yeah, sure you didn't want to go golfing at night, <laughs> no. you know? Or like so, he wants to go backpacking and I'm like, go do that all you want. I'm not I will doing stay any in backpacking. Air and I'll go see bands play because yeah. I know that you don't like to do your own <laughs> music, you know? Perfect. And then we'll come together and we'll, you know, have Indian food and watch movies. Over the weekend. It's fine, you know? But I think that's so healthy because... I think a lot of people in relationships like think everything you do has to be together yeah. or like, or you have to feel that way at least. Like you have to feel like that's the way it's supposed to be. And I don't think that's the case at all. I yeah, think it's healthier I, when it's not that way actually. Well, because I, and I think just personally, and I know a lot of people can probably relate to this is I did feel like maybe our relationship was getting a little codependent for a little bit there before like pre pandemic that like, we would do everything together and then there would be, and not because of anyone's fault, but I would think like, oh, I want to do this, but like, I don't want to, I don't even want to bring it up because I know he's not going to want to do it. And that's like, that was me hard, and my ex-husband. Yeah. It's really hard. It's it's hard because like you could decide like that could ruin a, a relationship, right? right? As I'm sure, you know, a contributing factor for you. But like, 
for for us, it was like, well, let's talk about this and let's get past it then, yeah. right? Um, so that we're staying together through it. So I think it's we're in a healthier place now where we have these separate desires that we are pursuing, these separate like interests that we're yes. pursuing and then still coming together rather than being like, well, you know what? I guess I'm not going to go see that band play tonight because I know Jeff won't want to go. So yeah. why would I even like bring it up? And I don't want him to feel weird about me going by myself. And so you're building up all of these expectations of your partner, but you haven't even asked them. You don't know that that's really what they're going to say. It's a beautiful place when you realize you can just say when you want to do something yeah. and not think twice about it and yeah. not have the fear of what your partner's going to think or right. whatever. And then be open-minded to like, do, would that bother you if I did that? And if so, like, why? Let's talk it out. You yeah, know? exactly. So I think that's really important in the same way that, you know, with your best friend, when Angie told me, like, I, I don't really feel like being around new people tonight. Perfectly fine. Totally understand. We'll, we'll hang out another time. You know, I think it's true in all relationships that you need to be open, exactly. but also honest, right? Yep. Yeah. No, like I, I loved this topic. I feel like it's important for people to hear, you know, and then I also just think the part of it about changing over the last two years during mm-hmm. a pandemic, I think we can all see so many ways that we've changed, like in dramatic ways, not just right. like little simple things. Like I think everybody's changed in really dramatic ways. And I think it's interesting, like when you like take a step back and like you talking about that at dinner, like made me think, like reflect on myself and the ways that I've changed. And oh, I just yeah. think that's like so interesting to think about. Like how could it not change you for over the past two years? Yeah, you know, we're all, and also like something we're not really, we're not processing the fact that we've all dealt with a lot of trauma for the past two years. Yes. All of us have in some way. Mm-hmm. It's up, upended our lives in multiple ways. And so pa- processing that, realizing that you are a different person maybe at the end, or maybe you're reverting to like, you know, habits that you shouldn't be reverting to. Like I think we all need to kind of be aware of like, we all have room to be different people now or to evolve a little bit into different people, you know? I love that. I've had a hard time like accepting that in some areas of my life the last two years. And I think, um, but I think everybody has that right. So whether I feel like it's a, it sucks for somebody in my life to change and evolve and that might not include me being in their life as much, but like, that is their right to have that. And of course. It is what it is. And you talk to make sure that you're on the same page still, you know, even yep. as you're evolving in different ways. Exactly. So now mm-hmm. we have a few questions for you from <laughs> your fans, Jerry. Oh, God. You all the fans. <laughs> that sounds so strange. Your fans have written in and they have some questions for and you. And some of these questions, like, were asked like 10 times. Really? So, yeah. Like the first one was probably asked 10 times. For sure. Wow. The first one is, what is your personal favorite recipe of yours? So I get asked this almost every time I do a Q&A on my stories. <laughs> and this is so Which hard. makes sense in why yes. we got it like <laughs> yeah. 10 times. Because I never answer it. Because <laughs> you're like, that's so like choosing a favorite child. <laughs> what are you really asking me to like, do? There are so, so many. Okay. So I'm an Italian gal and I love my pasta. So um, there's the penne alla vodka recipe is one of my all time favorites. I love that so much. And it's funny because like people make it, but not really as much as the other ones. Um, so that one's a favorite, the Louis, uh, Louisiana chicken pasta, the coffee yep. cap from cheesecake factory. So good. That one's so good. It's I a, think it's we've good, talked like... about that one on <laughs> yeah. the, at least like three have. episodes. It's, I think that's have. probably my favorite. <laughs> yeah. That one is kind of like a showstopper. You yeah. Know? Like it's not one you're going to make all the time, 
because uh, it, it's kind of a couple steps, but it's I think that's the perfect for like impressing people. Yes. Well, because it's yeah. that big wow when you think like, okay, at Cheesecake Factory, this is what, 70? Oh, it's like 75 five points. points or something. Yeah. But your version it's like is eight points. Eight, eight points. Eight like 10, that's maybe. insane. Yeah. And it's like basically fried chicken and Alfredo pasta together. Like how can you have that it's for 10 points? But, insane yeah. how good it is. Yeah. Um, I have not made it. the penne alla, vo- alla vodka, great. but have you? I have not, but now, now since it's whatever, I just feel like that sounds like such a sexy meal. Like, <laughs> well, it's so simple. I know what. I, so does that happen a lot? Where there's like, because I know this even happens with me with like a stupid reel or something I make. I'm like, oh, this is a good one. Like the people are gonna love this, and then you'd like, it doesn't get the love you expected all the time, and you're like, you're like. Why am I not getting all the love for this recipe? Like, I thought this was going to be, like, a huge, like, best one. The best like, one, it's best gonna, one like, yeah. Everyone's going to love it. And then, you know, I post, like, firecracker ground turkey. And it, like, blows <laughs> up. I'm like, what is happening? I honestly yeah. think part of that is just, at least speaking for myself, like, I'm not the best cook in the world. Right. But I can do, I like things that I can meal prep ahead, which is why I like those, like, firecracker ground turkeys and even the um, lettuce wraps, which mm-hmm. I don't eat lettuce, so I don't even eat it in lettuce. So it's just a... <laughs> It's not even a wrap. It's just the meat. The meat. <laughs> yeah. And then even your most latest, like I, I think at dinner I was telling you, like I'm obsessed with anything one pot. Oh yeah, because the, the the lemon, the chicken. lemon chicken yeah. and rice. Oh, yes, yeah, I love me I like like when I know right pot. off the bat that it's gonna be simple. <clears throat> yeah. And it's it, not only is it gonna be simple because I like simple, but it's going to be something that like I could potentially because I'm by myself, so I right. could potentially make it for dinner on a Sunday but then have enough for the next three days of yeah, lunches, lunches or whatever. Like, sure. that's my jam. And I think that's why those, like, yeah. simpler recipes take off is oh. because a lot of people just... Yeah, they want the, yeah. the, the like, the easy 15-minute or, like, I, I can spend a half hour and then I, I'm eating all week. And exactly. I totally get that. Like, the Korean ground beef that I just posted, like, a couple weeks so ago. So good. It already has more reviews than almost any other recipe. Like, pe- five-star reviews. It's Dang. insane so how good like, that is. Stephanie texted me the next yeah. day. She, like, <laughs> sent me a picture of her lunch. She was like, you have to make this. She's like, this is so good. Yeah, you texted it's me so too. good. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. But, yeah, those Delicious. Are fun. So, who are some of your favorite recipe bloggers? Okay. So in our like health and wellness space, um, I love my busy kitchen. Biz is hilarious. I love her. Okay. Um, I also love um, Ed. So Dwarf cooks. Yep. He's great. Um, sweet, savory, and stuff. Steph has like great baked oatmeals and like lots of breakfast. She, by the way. Like releases a new recipe almost every day. I don't know how she does good it. Lord. She's like the Kanye of. Oh, I mean, it's the in, in, a good, in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean that in, and I mean that in I the mean, best way possible. I mean, in like a good way where you're yeah, just like, how, why does your brain not turn off? Ever? Oh, I know. Like, I don't understand. How does the, it keep going? Day, the other day she messaged because we have a little like food blogger group. She messaged the other day. She's like, I'm feeling so burnt out. I don't know why. I'm like, well, I know why. <laughs> All of you guys are like, I got your like, answer, like, girl. Why don't Why don't you save those and maybe do every other day instead of more power to her? put out in a month what you could have done throughout the whole year (laughs) exactly Exactly. so those are i mean and there's many more who i'm forgetting but um as far as like classic like i'm i'm ina is my goddess so ina garden will always be like the number one um i mentioned pioneer woman mainly for her blogging um she was like the og she was of uh, because i have followed her since like yeah 2000 probably seven eight i don't know but she was like the og blogger of like 
all the photos and oh, the yeah, steps step by step and, and like, everything. Yeah. yeah, I've loved her since back in the and everything I ever make of hers is delicious. Oh yeah, she makes great food and um and then um as like Food Network people like I grew up I grew up that's kind of how I learned to cook was through Food Network yes. to be honest like watching those those shows. Um, so I'm always kind of checking in with that. And then I love watching like top chef getting kind of like ideas from new and up and coming chefs, but it's like, it's, it's Ina. Ina's number one. That's and then I've got my like, yeah, my weight watchers community or weight loss community folks too. Very cool. Um, which one of your recipes took the longest to finally nail? Because something oh. you're always open about <laughs> is how bad I am at you. You don't just go to the grocery store once, buy the stuff, no. and just make it work and then put out the recipe. You will go to the store 10, 20 times yeah. and buy the exact same ingredients over and over again mm -hmm. until you get the recipe right. Yeah, so my coworkers love me because I'm always <laughs> giving them, like, making them plates of, of leftovers. Um, freezer is packed full. Um, I do, I'm just, I'm, first of all, have OCD and I'm a perfectionist, so, like, I always, and I'm also really nervous about putting recipes out there where somebody will go make it and they're disappointed and they've wasted money and time. And so that like, I'm a sensitive person too. So I don't want people to like go through that experience with my food. So I def, I never just make a recipe once and post it. Um, it's always like a process there. Um, and I'm already forgetting what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're almost on our third third tasting. Which one of your recipes took the longest to finally oh, oh. nail and get ready to release? Okay. Well, there's one that I'm still working on. It's been years. And that one what? is uh, a chocolate chip Just chocolate chip Chocolate chip cookies. Just go to the oh, grocery I, store. Yes. So I did Didn't a live you? and Laura yes, was you did. <laughs> Like some lady in my... Sorry, lady out there, if you're listening. We love you. <laughs> I'm going to say she doesn't. No. But she was, I, I did a live where I was testing out the chocolate cookies and Laura and I were cracking up because this woman's like, you know that they have pre-made cookie dough at the grocery store and you just... She, like, just made didn't, it. she didn't get the concept that Jerry wasn't just trying to make a, a good cookie. chocolate chip cookie because <laughs> that's been done. We can make those. But she's trying to make a good light chocolate chip cookie which isn't out there. Yeah. And the lady like kept repeatedly in the comments like, I just go to the grocery store and buy the pre-made cookie dough. And it's like... <laughs> As if I'd never heard of that yeah. before. So it was just funny. It was definitely somebody who randomly saw me on live and just like went in to be like, oh, chocolate chip yeah. cookies are so easy. Yeah. Um, and so that one took a while. And then um, I, I do have a recipe for double chocolate brownies. And that one took me a long, long time to get. It's always the sweet recipes that are so yes. hard to perfect. Um, so that recipe I'm very proud of. And like people ask for it. Like people in my real life ask Ooh. for it a lot. Um, so that one probably took me the longest. Yeah. Nice. Before we go into our next question. Oh, is it that time? Let's get in our final tasting. Okay. Tell us about our final tasting. Okay, so, and I have, like, a wine tip for you on this one, too. So, we're doing a, a chocolate cake donut, right? So, yes. it's chocolate cake chocolate with chocolate frosting. frosting. Mm -hmm. And the pairing is a Merlot. Now, you're going with Merlot because you want something kind of, like, vanilla, plummy. Um, so, you want those those notes to kind of cut through the chocolate or to complement the, the chocolate. I have, this is the Leaping Horse Merlot. Now, pro tip, if you have a BevMo near you, this is my favorite kind of like just drinking red wine, like casually drinking on like a weekday, or you can for company too. Ah, Laura's already freaking Okay, so out. I ate and drank while you were talking <laughs> so that I could talk while they were eating and ah, drinking. smart. Oh my God. It's okay. so good. <laughs> it's so good. Okay, okay keep telling so, us. So just real quick, the this Merlot Leaping Horse 
It's usually like a $17 bottle, but you can get it at Bevmo. It's like buy one, get one for a five cent deal. Okay. So you, I always stock up on this. And so they end up being it's like, like go-to red bottles of wine. Yeah, it's my it's my it's go-to insane. red. It's insane. So, and it's a really good quality red. I don't know if it was just really, really good because I just took a sip of it after taking a bite of this really good chocolate cake donut. But I am not usually the biggest Merlot fan when it comes to reds. Me I'm neither. usually more of a Cab fan. Yeah, me too. This is really good. It's a good Merlot, so right? Drinkable. It's really good. Merlot usually doesn't and have much flavor to me, but this one's Guys, good. it pairs well with a delicious chocolate cake donut. <laughs> I feel like I liked every one, but it just got better every time. They're so good. This is definitely the best. Okay, I'm digging in. This is insane. Mm. Yeah. That's going to so do good. it. Why did we not get like four of these donuts? Oh my God. <laughs> that was the one. Okay. I'm a red wine. I'm partial to red wine. But I think like red wine and, and food just like goes Pairs so well. so well. This is my favorite. The, the, so the good. The chocolate yep. cake with the, with I the think Merlot. This you, Merlot too. The so Leaping Horse. I think I liked the Old Fashioned and the Chardonnay oh, the best. Oh wow. No. Of the white. Of the two oh, white. Of the white. Got it. But I think I agree that this Merlot and chocolate this, cake donut the is chocolate like cake so donut good. And the, first of all, the Mer Merlot is just excellent. It's a great Merlot, yeah. But this pairs mm -hmm. so well. Yay, it is I'm so good. So yeah, I mean, if you can't find Leaping Horse, like I just, I'm not a huge Merlot fan and I love this one. Like I said, look for something with like vanilla plum notes, something along those lines. Amazing. Okay. And I this just gave me an idea too. Uh -oh. So like, obviously we're going to share that we like did the wine tasting or whatever, mm -hmm. but you also have a couple donut oh, yeah. recipes. You should do a blog post of like mm. your donuts with I'm a little disappointed we didn't have you make a donut for us know, today. Did we didn't donuts? think of why didn't we think how of this? How many different ones do you have? You have the cinnamon oh sugar god. one, which is like insane. Have you had uh -huh. it? Yeah. Oh my god. Red, red velvet, funfetti. A pineapple upside down. Oh, you just have a few. I have a, you just oh, that pineapple upside down would be so good with a wine for sure. Oh, yeah. One of the whites. Like one of the whites. Of the whites. Oh, okay. yeah. So, you got to yeah, get I on this. Yes. You, so you did this for me, too. Steph is always like, you should do this. And it's like genius. She, um, You su suggested that I make, um, was it the fried the chicken? The pump. Oh, pumpkin cream cheese muffin from Starbucks. Those and I mean, yes. blew up. It was so good. So I and I think it was like four, delicious. four points or four something. Four points as opposed ridiculous. to like 15 or 16. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And that, yes. And I you guys know the one I'm talking delicious. about around Halloween time at Starbucks with the glob of cream cheese mm, in the middle of the muffin. Oh, so good. Dude, so good. You need to make it. <laughs> okay. Today, when I went to go get donuts for this tonight, Donuts apparently get wiped out early uh, around here. But we originally were going to do a, what was the donut we were going to do? The, the, a jelly filled. Jelly filled. What was the wine we were going to do with that? So actually the jelly filled was going to go, um, I was either going to do a Zinfandel, so it was going to be a red, uh -huh. or um, a um, Cab Sauf. Oh, okay. Yeah, See, yeah. that would have been really good too. Yeah. They were wiped out though, so we yeah. could not. <laughs> but these three options, like I were amazing. They were all really good, but oh my god, the the, the chocolate and the Merlot. Yeah, I yeah, think okay. that's my fave. I don't want it to end. So I'm like, <laughs> I know. I'm just like I'm gonna sit here and like lick my chocolate donut. Um. Okay. So little note under that one. Um. Mm -hmm. We were talking about egos and wanting our egos striped. So let's I think no. that was you wanting your ego striped. <laughs> I think we all were on. We all were good. Um, before the next question, we just thought this was really sweet, so we wanted to share somebody's comment. It just said, 
Her recipes truly are so damn delicious and have changed my family's mind on how you can eat good. I'm going to cry. Is that not oh so sweet? Don't you like love hearing things like that? Yes. You're like, that's why I do this. Absolutely. Those, I, those sorts of comments, like, honestly, they, they, make, they make me emotional. Aw. Yeah. We, we had to share that because we thought you. that was so sweet. Whoever you are. I, <laughs> um, I, can look, I can look. I'll have to tell you who it was. Okay, so okay, please, this please, please. next question might have already been answered unless there's somebody like your mom or your grandma or somebody like that that inspired you. But somebody wanted to know who inspires your cooking. So aside from mm. like the food bloggers and Ina and everybody yeah. that you like, is there somebody that Definitely inspired family you? family too. So okay. my, my mom's side of the family, Italian, Scottish. So I get a lot of that um, influence from there. And my, my mom always cooked with me growing up. So... Um, definitely that's the inspiration, but now I do all the cooking in the family. So whatever. <laughs> and your mom is so cute. She's, she's like your she biggest is. fan. Biggest fan. Oh my God. She's like, she stalks my Instagram, man. She's, I see her comments sometime on your stuff and I'm like, she's, I think we follow each other too, but she doesn't really post Yeah. Anything. Cause I think after know. us three went to happy hour last oh, year, yes? you had like posted a picture of us three. And then all of a sudden your mom was like following both no, of us it was that night. When we were at, yeah. Yes, at happy hour. Yeah. I'm like, and you're like, who's this? And I'm, that's my mom. She already, like, I just posted a picture. <laughs> it's so her, funny. like her comments on your posts are always so cute. You should start pinning every single one of her comments. So people can go tries, like, she always tries to comment as if nobody knows who she is. Like, 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 <laughs> like she's, she's a stranger. You know, I'm like, mom, <laughs> our moms are our biggest fans. They are. So how do you balance cooking and weight loss? Oh, geez. Okay. It's a struggle, I'll admit. Um, I've gone, like, especially during, like, 2020 to 2021. Um, it was great because the blog was kind of going off because people were cooking from home more often, yeah. right, and all that. But um, I wasn't, you know, active as much. I wasn't walking around in a classroom and on campus and all that like I normally would planning meals and all that to take with me. So I gained quite a bit of weight during that. But um, what I do is I, I give myself one or two days a week to recipe test. And I'm always going to try just like a taste or two of something. Or I will plan it so that whatever I'm testing out, that's going to be like a meal for my day. So I'm going to have that for dinner. And then even if it doesn't work out, that's dinner. And then we figure out from there. So I try to balance it in that way. And like I said, I'm not the kind of person who releases a, a, a new recipe every day. So it's usually one or two days a week that I'm doing that. So that helps. And then um, honestly, doing the blog does help me keep on track when I'm being very consistent with it. Like the past month, I've lost six and a half pounds, which that's I'm awesome. I'm a little person. Like I'm 4'11". So <laughs> like, I feel like that's like 12 pounds for a, a normie. You know? Exactly. Um, but, and that's, it's been like being on Instagram and being accountable. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. Um, it kind of helps and it makes me more motivated to lighten up the recipes that I want to have. So it's always kind of up and down as any journey like that right. is, yep. right? So That's awesome. Love it. What is the one, only one, no. oh. kitchen item you could not live without? Ooh, I like this question. Gosh, this is hard. I mean, I like it because I don't have to answer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Although now I'm trying to think of what my answer would be. I mean, oh gosh. To be, okay, if I Or maybe like an unconventional. Without. Yeah, because I'm like a knife. But like, yeah, that's not exactly. fun, yeah. right? Like we want to go with something that like maybe you wouldn't. Well, okay, to be honest, like... 
the air fryer really changed my life. That's what I was like, going to say. I, 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 of course I could live without it, but every, like it makes my life so much easier. Cause like, even when I'm like making breakfast in the morning, I can put in like, I can put in my toast and you know, bacon or like a sausage or something and like not even have to think about it as I'm doing other things. Like I use it for so many things rather other than just like frying things. Right. So that one has been huge for me. And it, for me, it has to be a convention oven air fryer, not yes. the one where you pull out the the, like bucket. The, the the handle bucket. It has to be the one that can be like, you can broil in it, you can do other things in it. And why is that? Because it's bigger. And on I, ha- I have a very tiny kitchen, and I have a, a ninja one that uh, you can fold is it, it up. Is it the foodie? Nice. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I bought that for my mom, and I was jealous. I was like... It's great. I really want to buy this for myself. I got this for her for Christmas like a year or two ago. Oh, I highly recommend it because it, it's big. It's really big, but you can fold it up against the wall. And then I like the bigger uh, size because then I can do a whole batch of chicken or something. And not See, have to do that's my biggest batches. thing. Like yeah. one of my favorite things to make in the air fryer is wings. But Me when too. I make wings for Jeff and I, it's like, I'm, it's a whole experience. Cause like yeah. I make a batch, we eat them slowly while we uh-huh. have another Wait, one cooking. <laughs> and then like, it's like, I make three batches cause I don't want to crowd my, cause I do. Exactly. I have one of like the little pullout baskets. Maybe and I'll I, get I like a foodie. Yeah. I, I used to have that and it's fine, but yeah, the foodie's really convenient. So I think that okay. would be the one that I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to part with. You know, my mom said she made some killer fried chicken in her foodie. So this might be a long-winded question. Oh my gosh. Based based on how much time and effort you put into recipes, but what is the process for writing a recipe? Like, do you just get people that are like, please make this, or do you for the most part come up with ideas and like how does how does that work? Do you plan on paper ahead or do you just go straight to the store? Like what is your strategy? I'm, I'm a planner and a list maker and all of that. I have a journal and I handwrite it. Like I have my own food journal where like so it's it's various areas like um about I'd say like once every month or couple months I'll put on my stories like what what do you request that I make to get some inspiration there. I'll always keep in mind like seasons and you know holidays and stuff like that. Um but it's mainly it's it's a balance between what people request and then also what I think is interesting. So like I have a, a lot of magazines um subscriptions like bon appetit food and wine like stuff like that Mm -hmm. so i kind of try to keep up on food trends and look at that and then uh copycats so like you know restaurant things that i think would be cool made over you know um and you were getting me on this too stuff that you're like look at what's trendy at the time so you're like do you like a spicy chicken nugget this isn't the spicy chicken nuggets for like all (laughs) huge at fast food restaurants and like i did that people really liked it so, um, or like yeah. the chicken sandwiches when those oh were, my God, the chicken, yes. your chicken sandwiches, the so chicken good. sandwich was like the thing for a minute. Oh, it and was, was yeah. popular. Yeah. And, um, I just reposted that the other day. And Cause you do your like, own brioche bun too. Oh, I so do. It's like, not now, only do you do was, the chicken, okay. you do the bun. You don't have to do that. That was deep in quarantine time. Oh, when okay. Everybody was baking Everyone bread. was baking bread. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't made my own brioche buns in like a year and a half. So it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, oh, now we're on to product Ooh. recommendations. Okay. So everybody's favorite store. Sorry if you don't have one. My mom doesn't have a Trader Joe's. And like, oh, my God. She literally favorite. has to like go to Seattle like no. four times a year just to buy Trader Joe's stuff. What are your favorite go-to, always have to buy OG Trader Joe's products? Okay, I love this question. So I've actually, 
I did this in my stories a couple days ago, forgot to pin it, of course, so <laughs> I need to do this again. But I I actually love Trader Joe's for like the days when I'm not cook like I'm not cooking from yep. scratch. That's normally when when I when I'm going to Trader Joe's, it's for frozen foods, prepackaged things because they have prepackaged stuff that I like. I appreciate the ingredients. I'm not just buying like Tyson chicken, let's say. There's nothing wrong with that, but like I for me personally, like I want to be able to understand the ingredients and stuff. Right. So like for the freezer, it's always their teriyaki, barbecue teriyaki chicken frozen. Um, their frozen veggies are always really good, like way better yep. than other frozen veggies. Um, their frozen jasmine rice is always really easy. Yeah, the microwave and, like, one. Uh-huh. Oh my God. It's a so, staple of mine for sure. It's so easy. Like I can do, I'll do the barbecue teriyaki chicken, frozen broccoli, the frozen rice and frozen cauliflower rice. And mix together the jasmine rice, cauliflower rice, uh, bake the barbecue chicken and uh, the the broccoli together in the oven, and that's it. I have a, a dinner that comes together with four different bags of things that are from Trader Joe's solely. You yeah, know? I'm I super have, healthy. My bottom drawer in our freezer is just like bags of different. Yep. Trader Joe's frozen because it is like the nights I don't. Like if I got like tonight, for example, where I worked super late, yeah. wasn't going to sit and like cook a whole dinner, but we weren't going to go out. It's like, okay, Trader Joe's is like perfect. Cause I Absolutely. know I don't need to sit there and prep a ton of things. I just got to heat up the stove or the oven and mm-hmm. whip something up in 15 minutes. It's yeah. the best. They're, it really is they're the like, best. And it tastes Chicken good. Oh, yeah, they're, their frozen foods are really, really mm-hmm. good. Yes. Have you ever had, I know you have because they're super popular in the WWE world. They're, they're. Chicken cilantro wontons. Yes, those are those are in my freezer right now. That's yep. I air Me fried too. I air fried those for lunch today. I'm like They're threw perfect. like ten of them in the air fryer and they were done in like eight minutes. I'm like it's so easy. And I, you can eat those with rice. You can put them in like broth and make it a soup. Like, oh my yeah. god, they're so good. We did, I like that was when I had lost all my original weight. Or, like in the beginning, that was probably two nights a week. Was some of the Trader Joe's cauliflower. Stir fry rice, yeah, yeah. and some because what do you can have four of those wontons? Yeah, it's like nothing. Yeah, it's like four or five for a point, and so I would, and then I would like drizzle some of the soyaki sauce on it, and that was like my favorite meal. So that that's huge for me. It makes me want to go to Trader Joe's. Well, I know I need to go probably tomorrow, maybe Friday, but I want to try the new um, buffalo cheddar cheese. I've heard great things about that. I was like, that sounds delicious. Oh, I don't know if you're a a Funyuns fan. Like I know Funyuns are like highly controversial. People love them, right? <laughs> um, I love onions. They have like new like onion ring kind of funion kind of chicken. Oh, yes, I saw those. Yep. And there was something else. Oh, they have their like kohlrabi pasta that people were like, no, don't get that. It's bad. Um, I forget what else. I'll have to I'll have to look it up. But there's a lot of like they, they're coming out with some new stuff that's kind of interesting. Oh, the the pizza bread cheese. Did you see that? No. Yep. That I looks bought, interesting. I had uh, we did. Oh, Annie will probably correct me. I know we did the garlic bread cheese, and I think okay. we did the pizza cheese too. But it's like a cheese you want to bake, like oh, you yeah. you want to bake it and get it like all melt. Like, but it's not even a big melty cheese, but you want it warm and like mm-hmm. soft. Gooey, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. So love those. Oh, delish. and they're light cheeses, like they're light mozzarella. Yes, they're light Mexican blend. Those are like the they best melting. They have the melting. light Havarti. Do they do a light Havarti or a light provolone? I'm trying to remember 
which one they do, but like a sliced cheese for like yes. sandwiches. They they do a light Swiss and they have a light white cheddar too that's pretty good. Like so good. Their their light cheeses are fantastic. Trader Joe's is the Joe's. best. It's Not so to good. mention their bananas are 19 cents. Why would you oh, buy bananas from anywhere else? <laughs> Although I will say I don't buy any other produce from there except Just for bananas. bananas and their teeny tiny avocados because it's like a I nice always avocado. buy their tiny. Yeah. I always buy their tiny. But I agree. Yeah. Their produce is meh. It's it goes bad. bad really quick. If yeah, I exactly. need some, if I need like just one thing and it's for that day it. or something, I will. But if I'm doing like a full grocery shopping trip, mm-hmm. it usually means I'm going to the grocery store too. Sure. And I will not usually yeah. go all out on their produce. Ooh, they're pre-cooked. Sorry, I keep thinking things. <laughs> they're, it's just chicken. It's that it's just cooked like yes. chicken breast. Pre-cooked. They cut it into like strips. Perfect. Yeah. So that... On those nights, like, when you come home and you don't know what to, like, you can just, you know, heat up some chicken, throw it in, like, a stir fry or something. I, like, I used to do those with, we're going to just sit here and talk about Trader Joe's for the next (laughs) 30 minutes. Um, I would get, I would do, like, a half a pita pocket. And I would put that chicken in there with some of their tabbouleh. Ooh. Oh, and I would put some a little bit of hummus in it. A little Greek situation. And then um, some arugula. Sorry, Steph. And <laughs> um, I feel like there was something else I added in there, but maybe not. Like some maybe some feta or something. Or something. Okay. I didn't because it was usually something I just quickly, like, easy. I had yeah. everything in little sections and I put it together when I'd get to work. But that was, like, my favorite. Like, because yeah. I loved their tabbouleh. Yeah, they have really good tabbouleh. Yeah. Their tabbouleh and their hummus. It was just, like, all easy little things that they sell. Put it all together into a little pita. It was, like, the best. And that, that chicken, it's so good. Yeah, it's, and it's, like, some of the, like, pre-cooked chickens that you can buy at other places are nasty and, like, grizzly. They, and, and they, like, yeah, they, or they feel, like, rubbery and yeah. gooey. And I'm just kind of like, this chicken no. scares me. No, but not Trader Joe's. Theirs is bomb. People want to know, what is your best hot sauce recommendation? Oh, this is a, a curveball here. Feeling saucy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, I love Tapatio. It's just a classic. But um, I really like specialty hot sauces. So um, this is going to be kind of an annoying answer because it's like stuff that is local. Like there's a place in San Diego that has really good hot sauce. There's like a place in Long Beach. So I try to always like... If if I go into a place that does like their own hot sauces, I'll always buy one there. Like our, we have an entire section of our refrigerator that's just hot sauce. How so, fun! Like, uh, yeah. When we go to Burry X, they sell a hot oh sauce. My God, their hot sauce is so good. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I was gonna so like, good. please buy it and tell I've me never how it had is. It. It's so good. They always sell it, and I was curious. I, I don't know anything about a it. Bottle of it. We'll we'll I'll, I'll buy one while we're there, and you can try it. But it's so good. It's oh. habanero based. It's delicious. Okay, yeah, good to know. I, I love that that was like a question. Like people are I like, know. people are like, we know this girl's gonna have a good hot sauce recommendation. <laughs> and you know what? So. Um, look at look at my stories because I will show you. I'll take a picture of all of my hot sauces. And there put we it on go. My story. Yeah. And she'll save a highlight. <laughs> yes, I will highlight <laughs> hot it <this> sauce <laughs> highlight. Um, and I guess the important question here is, how are your hot dog plates going? <laughs> Oh my god, the hot dog situation. <laughs> hot dog plate situation. All right, take us to the beginning of okay. the hot dog plate so, saga. This was just this past weekend. So Angie and I like to go to this um, antique market. Can I please go with you guys? One, oh please, one week. Yes. Yeah, so it's the third Sunday of every. I really month. want to go with. you I guys. want to go too. You are invited, and in, so March the third Sunday in March, we'll, we'll go. Okay. Um. So it's it's enormous. It's this huge like antiquing thing. You're finding like, vintage stuff. I'm always looking for stuff for the kitchen, obviously. Um, and then like I love corning ware and stuff like that. And then um, like barware and stuff like that, and other things, records, whatever. So Angie and I have weird tastes, and we found these like 
We thought they were hot dog plates. So they're they're shaped <laughs> like hot dogs, right? I they totally look like, like a hot dog. dog. Yeah. It looks like a hot dog. And they're like this brown kind of like orangey glass situation. They're cute, ugly, right? But I was like... They're super vintage. Super vintage. And so I was like, we were like, do we need hot dog plates? I think we need hot dog plates. And so there's a set of eight. And you so guys like, both like thought nothing of it. Like both no, of you were like, like hot, dog hot dog plates. <laughs> and so we're like, we, we can split the set, right? So I'll take four. She'll take four. Perfect. And then Jeff was like, that's a problem purchase. There's no way you're ever going to use these plates. By the way, I heard from many people on Instagram that they are indeed not hot dog plates, but <laughs> banana split plates. So whatever. They'll always be hot dog plates. So, so he's like, there's no way you're ever going to use it because it's an awkward shape and all that. And I was like, um, excuse me. Because they're not really a bowl. They're not so, a bowl and they're but not they're a like, plate. They're like just a shallow, like they got a good lip. They're almost like 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 a large oblong like um It's like a a boat a hot dog boat yeah. you would get like if you paper were to get a, a paper boat yeah. of a hot hot dog but <laughs> but glass, right? And so um so he was like that's a problem purchase you're never going to use it and then I was like Oh, really, sir? Well, I'm going to find a way to serve every single meal on, on these hot dog plates. And so everybody on Instagram, not everybody, a lot of people on Instagram were like, oh, you should do it, like serve this on there, serve that. So the other night I made pizza that was completely falling off the edges of the plate, but I served it on the hot dog plate. <laughs> and I'm um, just thinking of other ways that we could do this. So it's a whole saga, the hot dog plate saga. You can follow it on my stories. Uh, we'll, we'll find ways to annoy Jeff with these plates. Oh, and by the way, tomorrow night, Angie and I, we are having a hot dog and banana split party yes! on the plane. Yes! <laughs> That's the best it. thing ever. I love um, it. <laughs> All right, Steph. Hit it. Flavor of the week. All right, Jerry. We want you to participate. What is your flavor of the week? First of all, I'm so honored to be a part of this because I I bought so many things because of you guys. You have no idea. That is your like, flavor of the that week. is like the one popular message we get is like you guys are making me spend too much money with your stupid flavor of the week. I just I just bought the um the fabric the, shaver. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, so my flavor of the week is also an Amazon purchase, and it's for my busty gals out there, fellow busty gals. I think it's it's always very hard for us to find bras that fit well, that aren't like making the boobs look bigger than they need to look or like a push-up padded bra. I don't need that. And like, you know, there's always like things digging into you. So yeah. I found a bra and this is actually a recommendation from Instagram from Kim Never Gives Up on Instagram. She's a great follow. So inspirational. She's the best. She but is. she shared this bra. So it's the Vanity Fair Women's Beauty Back smoothing minimizer bra. I know it's a mouthful. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm laughing because Jeff was just amazing. in the hallway and he like looked down like, like the hall. Really? We're talking about, talking about He's that. like, our podcast discusses movies. Theirs discusses bras. <laughs> he just, he just heard boobs and yeah. then looked around the corner <laughs> and he like left. No, I don't know. Okay, tell us so, more. Okay, so I know it's a mouthful, but basically, and it's, it's inexpensive. I got it on sale for cheaper than this, but it's at, it's like 32 bucks right now on Amazon. I mean, even 32 bucks That's is like a good deal for a bra. And for like a really comfortable flattering bra. It's a good t-shirt bra, I would say. Like, um, it's like smoothing and everything. Um, it's so it, like I said, it is for busty gals, but the uh, smallest size is a 34 G, but that's the smallest, that's size? the smallest oh, size. Wow. So it's, it's intended for, okay. you know, but I mean, but then it goes to like 36 C, 
36D, 36DD. Oh, right. so I just like thought that. that G was the smallest. No, 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 no. Like, and I was like, like, oh, I was like, like yes, I'm out. looking at Jerry right now. <laughs> like, like you're damn, you just told everyone your G. <laughs> I was Rocking like really G. fixated for a minute. G is for I don't Jerry. know how boobs work, though. <laughs> I don't know how You're telling me a lot right no, now. No, no. Like, like 34 for the band is like pretty small, right? Oh, okay. So G is not. So the the Letter. I'm so sorry for any girl that's a 34G. That would be really uncomfortable, <laughs> oh. actually. Like, very <laughs> top-heavy. So, it goes all the way up. Yeah, I mean, you. I think the bands go all the way up to a 44. So, I, I have it in a 36 double D, which is a little bit bigger than I normally get, but it is it fits so nicely. So, I would, like, size up just a little bit. Okay. Um, and it's smoothing. Like, you don't get, like, the back fat situation so much. It's not as, like, pinchy underneath your armpits. She's and, like, showing said, us all right now? No, like, I'm, I'm the motions, but <laughs> I'm having a moment here because I'm wearing it right now. This is why. This You're is like, why. I'm walking, living this yes. that this bra is. And you know what the best part is, too, mm-hmm. is it's the easiest bra return ever. Oh, absolutely. Order a couple if, of if them. If it doesn't work, drop it, it off at Kohl's and get a 10% off or, coupon. Yeah, or get, like, a couple and then, like, figure it out, but... Um, but I love it. It's one of the, and it's super supportive. Like I said, it's not like your sexy time bra or anything, but it's good for like a t-shirt, you know. Perfect. Yeah. Love Comes it. in different colors and stuff. Oh yeah. You can get like black. I mean, ba- I mean it's black, black, beige, or white. So okay. th- those are your choices. But like I said, it's not. I need to try I'm it. past fancy. buying any other colors I, I than those three. Same, same. Like, Just like make it functional. Yeah. Whenever yeah. I, I'll be like uh, looking through like a bra sale and they have like all these patterned ones and stuff. I'm like. I don't want a pattern bra. Like, I just want a black bra. I pretty much only buy black bras. Speaking of bras, since we're on the topic, when was the last time you've gotten, like, fitted? Actually fitted Oh, it's been a while. And I feel like even when I did get fitted, so it was probably, so I'm 39. I would say this was probably, like, when I was 30, I got fitted. And even then, the bras didn't fit me well. Yeah, I don't trust these people. Like, this is just, like, I feel, so there used to be this store out in the Pasadena area. And I tried to remember why I went there. It might have been with a friend. She was, like, going to get something special for her wedding dress. But this was, like, they lived, breathed, and did, like, custom bras, like, made for you kind of thing. Like, that's why I trust. But, like, just going to the mall and, like, one of the girls that worked there, like, what does she know more than... Like, well, what is it? Did she go to school to, like, learn about the best <laughs> bra measurements? I haven't been sized for yeah. a bra since 2012 when I was, like, getting married and, like, buying a nice bra for that. Mm-hmm. I didn't but wear a bra. But I always just buy bras and I'm guessing what size I am. And sometimes I nail the size and sometimes I'm like, oh, that's too small. I've or, only like, gotten good big. in the last few years because I have found, like, a bra that I really like. So I just, like, keep buying that bra. So it's, like, easy it. to just know what I want. Yeah. But whenever I try a new bra, it's like the sizing never is right. It's like absolutely trying to find. And like I, I always get like like the like room in the cups like toward towards yes, the top. Same. Yeah. Me like too. and I've tried like third love. I've tried all the ones that, that people tell you like you hear on they like swear by. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's never ever worked. And this is the only one where I'm like, oh my God, like it like just like sucks onto your okay, body. I need to try it. I'm yeah. trying because it too. Recently when I was at so your four dollar Walmart bra. Oh, actually, that, that bra is amazing. It was fine. Still, really, I love that bra. Yeah, okay. I don't wear it every day, but like, yeah, it still lasts. Um, but I did get sized for a bra recently, and this is probably my problem after hearing you guys talk about they don't know what they're doing. But maybe it was also the fact that I was at an outlet mall. Oh, could be, <laughs> could be, but. Jordan, but where were you? I was at the Cabazon outlets, and Jordan no, was but at, like, what was the oh, store? Oh, Victoria's Secret. Oh, okay. 
So Jordan was at a different store, yeah, and so I went into Victoria's Secret, and I was like, mm, there's, like, a girl, and she's free. Like, I might, and she had, like, one of those, like, measuring tapes. Oh, well, if she neck. had a measuring tape around her neck, she must know what but she's they doing. Had, they, she was like, oh, because of coat, because I'm used to, like, the last time I got measured for a bra, like, you go in a dressing room, like, it's private. Like, no, they had to, like, measure you over your clothes because of COVID and stuff. That's not- and so I bought a bra because it was way cheaper at the outlet, got home, and I was like, this baby ain't fitting. She got it <laughs> wrong. Oh, no. And can you not return it? I don't know. Sometimes I'm weird with returns, and I'm just like, okay, like I will mine. say, I found a bunch of bras that I never took the tags off. I threw them on Poshmark, and those things sold so fast. I need oh, to give really? you the bra then and make you sell it in yours because I don't have a Poshmark. Oh, my I God. Just make a Poshmark. <laughs> All right, Laura, what is your flavor of the week? So mine is my, it's like kind of a double doozy. I've been wanting to share it for a couple of months, but I wanted to make sure I loved it. And that is my Nespresso machine. Right now I'm realizing I don't remember which one I have. (laughs) (laughs) I see it right here. (laughs) It doesn't say it on there. But what I will say is it's like the main one they sell at Costco because Costco like, I told Jeff, because it was, like, a birthday gift to me. I was like, get me the one that's at Costco, mm-hmm. because it comes with, like, a ton of free coffee and, like, a gift card for an espresso to buy more coffee. It was oh, just, like, cool. a really good deal. Um, but that ties into, I made my own copycat recipe of the iced brown sugar oat <gasps> milk shake and espresso you from Starbucks. Theory, yes. You? Yes. It looks so good. And I drank it, like, every day. It sounds amazing. It's honestly, I think it tastes like almost identical to the Starbucks. Like, I feel like I kind of nailed it. I really only used what I thought the ingredients were. I know Starbucks uses some brown sugar syrup, but I was like, I'm just going to use brown sugar and oat milk and espresso. Because with my Nespresso, I can brew a double shot of espresso and then I just shake it with six ounces of oat milk. And a couple of teaspoons of brown sugar, and I shake it and pour it over ice, and it's like amazing. And I'll share my recipe on Instagram and in the details and stuff, so you guys can try it. Um, I think it would also be really good with just like cold brew concentrate, probably, um, for people who don't have access to espresso. Um, I know they also sell instant espresso; that could be an option. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you love that drink at Starbucks as much as I do, because that's been like one of my faves that they came out with it's in the so last good. year or two. Yeah, my copycat ice brown sugar oat milk shaken. I actually saw today in our Facebook group, one of our listeners. Yes, she tried it. She tried it and posted it. It was so cute. And I'm like, I, so Lauren, I I don't know if you know this either. I've known Lauren since kindergarten. Oh, how cool. Oh, I didn't know that. Went to kindergarten with her. And like, then I, I went to like a couple different schools. But I have not seen Lauren since my junior year of high school. Oh, wow. And she's, like, such a fan of, like, the podcast and, like, such the best supporter. So, shout out, Lauren. (laughs) Thanks for making the Laura's Copycat Ice Brown Sugar Oat Milk Shaken Espresso. It's such a mouthy, like, drink name. (laughs) I remember when I was recording my reel and trying to say it, I did, like, 30 takes on my voiceover because I couldn't get it right. I should have just written it down, but... All right, Steph, what's your flavor of the week? My flavor of the week is the Jimmy John's Slim Sandwiches, specifically the number five, which is, what is that meat called that starts with a C? It's like Capicola. Yeah, Yeah, Capicola, Capicola, salami, and cheese. Okay. So, like, 
What what does a slim sandwich mean? Okay, a slim sandwich just doesn't have like the fancy stuff of a sandwich. So it has no lettuce, no tomato. Like so, a slim sandwich doesn't necessarily mean that it's healthier. Just the meat, no. the cheese. No, it doesn't. It's oh, not really slim. I thought it meant it was low cal. <laughs> yeah, I think there there might be mayo on it. I don't even know. I don't even think there is mayo. I'm not sure. Um, but like none of the veggies, it's literally just plain. Like meat, if you were to go order bread. a plain cheeseburger, yeah. which is just like meat and cheese, it's that, but in the sandwich form, which is right up my alley because I don't like anything on my sandwich. Okay. That's so funny. That name is deceiving because when you told me that you'd had one of those this week and it was delicious, I, it, maybe this is a different place that does it, but I thought when you said slim sandwich, there's a sandwich place that like rips some of the bread they will. out. Oh, they'll do you it. You can then? order your sandwich like that. I forgot what it's called when you ask oh. them to like hollow out your bread, but I don't. Know that? No, their bread's really good. That's kind <laughs> of yeah, yeah. That's kind of the point. Yeah. But um, so the reason this is my flavor of the week is because yesterday I went to go grab dinner and I was like, what do I want for dinner? I don't know. Like, and I was like, oh, Jimmy John sounds good. So I went and I got a slim number five and brought it home, ate it, and I was like, oh my god, this is so freaking good. It's going to be my flavor of the week this week. I love these sandwiches. They're my favorite. And then, but I didn't do my due diligence of like tracking it in advance or anything like that until today. And then I tracked it at like 11 in the morning today. And I text Laura and I'm like, my sandwich was 20 points. <laughs> well, Capicola salami are two of like the highest. Yeah, you have the highest meat. Like, meat. I bet yeah. if you got like the turkey slim or whatever, oh, sure. it would be way less. Time. Yeah. But it's just so I'm super good. guilty because my favorite sandwiches, when I want, like, a good sandwich, is 95% of the time an Italian sandwich. Of course. It's which has, meats. like, exactly. And it's, like, the highest uh, yeah, calorie absolutely. and highest point It's just so... There. And I, I, I never get sandwiches. If I do, it is Jimmy John's. And it's, like, maybe once a month, but, like, probably not I even that often. But it's so good. It's freaky fast. It's, like, all of the things and... Just good. Not to mention they have a rewards program that plugs into your Apple wallet, which if you if you you can like really get me with like things that fit into my Apple wallet. Oh yeah. Uh, like if I can pull it out and either pay for my item and not have mm-hmm. to take my wallet with me anywhere, or get my rewards points with a card that's already in my Apple wallet, like you got me. Agreed. You got me recently on the Apple credit card. He did. Ooh. Because most places give you 1% with like some special things that give you 2 or 3%. But Apple's credit card, if you use Apple Pay, which 90% of the places out there now and websites take Apple Pay, you get 2% back on that purchase. So I literally use Apple Pay for everything now. And 3% I can be on anything Apple related. So like when we bought our MacBooks, we each got like a ton yep. of money back. And, like, things like my T-Mobile cell phone bill, if I pay with my Apple card, I get 3% back. So, it's, like, I auto, I pay month, like, I just had right. an auto payment This turned into, like, an Apple pay for commercial, but <laughs> it's, it's great. As long as you pay your credit card, any credit card's good, but this one's especially good. Sponsor them, Apple Pay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anyways, Jerry. Thanks so much for being here yes, today. This was fun. We had this was a blast. fun. Thanks for a couple glasses me. of wine, some donuts. I mean, we are. I want this for every love. episode. <laughs> I want this for every episode too. We are definitely gonna have to have you back yeah. because I would love it. this was a blast, and people love you. So we will if definitely you, have you back. Yeah, if you just wanna. Where, for everyone who doesn't follow you yet, where can they follow you, find so, your blog, all that good stuff? Great. So I'm on Instagram, at Light Cravings, L-I-T-E Cravings. 
Um, lightcravings.com is my blog. Those are the main. I, I am on Facebook, but it's mainly just repost from Instagram. So just come to Instagram to find me. I'm always posting weird stuff in my stories. Um, <laughs> follow the hot, hot dog plate saga there. <laughs> uh, and we'll also post about the, um, you know, all of my hot sauces and the donut and wine pairings and all that good stuff. Content to come. Woo, yes. <laughs> well, thank you all for joining us for this episode of the Wine Over Matter podcast. If you don't already, you should join us in our private Facebook group. Just search Club Wine Over Matter and request to join. If you listen on Apple Podcasts or have an iTunes account, don't forget to take a moment, leave us a five-star rate and review. You can even rate us on Spotify now. If you don't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Wine Over Matter Pod. Thanks again, and we will see you at the same time next week with a glass in hand. Cheers! Cheers! How cute was that? <laughs> <laughs> Just thought about it at the end. Keep that in there! Keep that in there!